Hey, how's it going? It's going good. Wiggity, what's up? It's going real good. Oh, welcome back to another one of these amazing little telegraphic masterpieces. Thank you for joining us here at Laughing Viking Studio on a Monday night in downtown Toronto for another installment of 39, 39 Drunken Disorderlies. We're All podcasting. Right. And we are podcasting. Yes, we are. <laughs> Fucking right. It's kind of a podcast party. That's what's fun about doing it at the studio. We yeah. Like a nice private, intimate uh, audience here. We're, we're taking suggestions. Hello, everybody. Friends, Welcome. crew. We take suggestions on how street to increase. People. Yeah. Street people. <laughs> yeah. I think we know who you are, don't we? Uh, How do yeah. we increase the party? Yeah. We gotta take. We'll take ideas from uh, callers. One, How the one after the, the probably the one after the last one. If you're listening to this, you probably know. I'm sorry. This uh, is 29. 29. So Ooh, that's we are really close to 30. We're reaching yeah. a hallmark here. We are reaching a hallmark. Numbers here, folks. 29. That's drunken awesome. Disorderly. Like that's all things awesome. in life, it's uh, time's passing here. 29. Drunken <laughs> disorderly is 29. We should make a 10 song away like, from like 30. 99. 39. Drunken disorderly. Yeah, you just kind of count it down until, yeah, it goes off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tell me about the bar. Uh, yeah. No, that'd be intense. That'd be something Bob that a couple down. of drunken assholes would definitely spend a lot of time doing. Take Bob down, pass him <laughs> around. That never happened. No, it, that doesn't if happen. you can, with four guys on the wall, <laughs> maybe one more bottle might fall. But it, it's, no, it's it, like, it stops working, right? You I mean it falls apart really fast? Take right. Bob, yeah, take Bob down. How many forklifts to carry him around? Like you know, the, the folk music venue there, just like right. kind of. Oh, speaking of focus, I want to give a shout out to Amigo the Devil. Ooh, amigo the devil that's by far the coolest shout out we've ever made yeah he's uh he's a he's a band he's a musician he's quite great i went and saw him last week and uh won like best boyfriend of the week award in the process yeah tell us i mentioned that. it earlier yeah yeah how did you win best boyfriend well it was great it was easy it was it was great because it was easy and it was impactful it meant something so wednesday night went out to the show uh Girlfriend and I got got hosed. She lost everything: wallet, phone, ID. That money, sucks. That's the worst. What? And Thursday we spent all day Identity. hunting it down, trying, finding, calling. No answers. No hope. All despair. Just despair. <laughs> so Friday morning had we had to get her on a bus to go to London or what have you. So she went off to London, and I just wasn't satisfied with the answer of no callbacks and no responses to emails. So. On Friday, I went back to the venue where the guy was playing and talked to the security guy. And immediately, there it was. Everything. Wallet, phone, ID, everything. All loose, but together? Well, no, no. So she has one of those those little, little purse containers that has, like, the whole... That holds your phone and has your ID credit cards and shit. And all. It's, it's, no, it's a bad uh, idea. Okay, okay. So what was the deal? Were they holding out? Or, uh, no, just, they, uh, just they just busy. didn't have... A, they just, it's just a bad communication no system between shit. management to general floor staff, I right. think, is the issue. And that happens the a lot. The night guy course. is not the same as the morning guy. Or just regardless, the, the manager just doesn't communicate properly with their staff, and that's fine. Aww. That happens a lot. But anyway, it worked out my benefit because I got it all that's back. Nice. Got, got to text your mom when they were in, like, you know, and be like, yeah, I got it all back. Everything. Yes. What's your best boyfriend like of the ha- week? Oh, yeah. So tell Points. how... Tell how, and this is interesting. So you, she had to get on a on a train, and usually, is there usually ID or you have to check? Oh, it wasn't in a train; it was the Greyhound. It was a Greyhound. When you have, yeah, when you have when you have an online ticket, though, right? It's like it's registered to a name, a credit card number, and you have a confirmation number, and then you need your ID. 
Oh, so they look. So at when the you get there, they say the name is this name, yada yada yada. So like you know, you know, Bob J, whatever, and your fucking credit card number is your confirmation number is some seven digit whatever, and then they want you to show ID to get the, you know, to get the sounds complicated. In my head, I really wish that out there somewhere there's a guy named Bob J. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he checks in the hotels. Hello, sir. Welcome. Uh, will the reservation be under? It's under Bob J. Whatever. Excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> That'll be for Bob J. Whatever. So I'm not trying to make up fantastic aliases here. I'm just doing a fucking podcast about like trying to get my girlfriend a bus. You want fantastic fucking aliases? Okay. Like Wilford, I like that. Wilford Tiverton, no, Alexander the Eighth, or something is trying to get on the I bus. Like, love it. I love it. Bob J. Whatever. So, yeah, I found this song by Amigo the Devil. Uh, one thing I know about Bob J. the character is he's a de- he's. That looks more like an ad by Google. Yeah, that's how they get you. Check out. Uh, is, oh, and apparently, Amigo the Devil. This is uh, Cocaine and Abel. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Cocaine and Abel. I get it. Uh, and apparently, apparently, my my girlfriend said also that during the show, I'm there's a, someone taking video footage that's been posted of the show, and apparently it's popular enough that she found it, and I'm in it. And well, of course, because you look like the guy. First of all, all right, all right. Our producer saying the audio is not good. Yes. It's but because it never is right now. Then, Just uh, a big shout out to Amigo the Devil. Right Check him out. You can Don't find him right now. You can find him. He's great. Keep listening to the podcast, our podcast. But right but yeah, afterwards, look up. Amigo you can also Devil. look for look for live video footage from the, the the most recent show, which was last Wednesday. And uh, that had six hundred twenty six thousand views. So that's vetted by uh, society. As far where as where was I'm the concerned. show? Oh, was that Lee's? Lee's nice. Pies. Yeah. Nice. And the only complaint I have about Lee's at all at this point in the time is that at the time they had no code check open. And I'm sorry, like middle of winter. Right. 700 people, 700, 700 people standing in a packed venue holding their jackets, like holding their bag. It just kind of. You just throw them on the bed like every house party. <laughs> it's on Lee's bed. It's a coat pile. Isn't Lee, big giant Lee's got a bed there. She's got a palace. That's a reality. Those right. things do happen. You know, like, what, you know what that leads to? People losing fire. all of their shit. You'd think in a place called Lee's Palace, there'd be a giant bed somewhere. Right. Giant palace Full bed. Full coats. Why? Well, a palace, right? They have lots yeah, of palace. nice things in there, like big beds and shiny latrines. How can you call something a palace that doesn't have a coat check? Or a spot for coats. Well, I'm cracking a beer to that piece of logical fallacy. That makes sense. I think of a palace. And the first thing I don't think of, I had a giant bed in that shit. You don't think about it? I yeah. sleep over there. Yeah, I would, I would king size I would, bed. Yeah, you sleep in your giant palace. That's usually where you go. Maybe my expectations for a palace are a little different than yours. I walk in and I'm I like, mean, a, ca- a castle. I want the treasure. No, I want yeah, this. No. That's grungy. I want like treasury. I want like... Where, where's the where's the, where's the probably not sleeping in your palace, are you? Do you ever just think it's your party palace? Fucking that's all I'm thinking. Although you don't need a bed to do all of that. But. That's true. Where the fuck that's did awesome. this go and how did it get there? All right, we're that's got, okay. We're podcast. We're podcasting. So, so yeah, I was thinking about lost and found, and that kind of reminded me of sort of another one of the. The, the constants of 
my life anyway, which is good luck with losing things and getting them back. Oh, me too. Me too. I'm so in with you. I've had that. like the giant, giant man's karma of extra <laughs> luck. My old phone. Okay. Well, I, just to give you an example. One time I was wasted on a streetcar going around home and I was trying to use my phone and I kept passing out and dropping the phone. And I did it like three or four times and finally this dude, and it turned out he was like a super nice dude, picked the phone up because I just couldn't like, meh. took the phone. He texted, he found my girlfriend's over at the time, texted her and said, I ride this streetcar all the time. I'll meet you anywhere and give you the phone back. Gave her the phone back and gave her homemade cookies with the with my nice. phone. So this guy was just so nice. He's like, oh, he looked like he had a rough night. And she's like, That's yeah, great. yeah, he has a couple of those a week. Just those rough, rough nights. And I was like, I was like, and she was so, you know. He was so nice about it. Like, yeah, cookies. Who? who I mean, That's I found awesome. your wallet and I baked you cookies. More people should like do think that. about and that. Like, you know, like real cookies. Strangers, like, yeah, nice cookies. Strangers no, no, seriously, there's nothing Not like nothing, razor blade. Cookies. No, nothing nefarious or weird about them. Like right. they were just like ginger snap cookies, like a little bit of frosting, <laughs> like really nice little cookies. And I was like, I was flabbergasted. She's like, "How do you lose your fucking phone and have the nicest guy in the world sitting next to you give it back? How does that happen?" I'm like, I don't know. And I lost yeah. my same phone like five or six times. Always got it back. I've lost my wallet like three right. times. Always got it back. Yeah. You know? They don't want your garbage. My, t- my typical trend is that I get everything replaced very quickly and easily like the next day or a couple of days later. And then a week later, I get a text or a phone call or a message that like, hey, got your wallet. And then I get my old wallet after I've canceled everything else. So yeah. it's, I, th- I think it's just like entirely like I think this wash. The, the strangest thing I got a call like lost and found was I, I lost my wallet in the middle of the winter in St. Catharines. And then later in like the summer and midsummer, I get a random phone call and they're like, hi, is this Trevor catch? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, we're a uh, shopper's drug mart located down at the Penn Center. Uh, we have your driver's license. <laughs> I was like, what? I'm like, yeah, we've got it here. Nice. I was like, what? Like somebody, someone, they didn't say who, gave it to them. Were you at a shopper's or someone just brought it into shoppers? It was just at a sh- like Shoppers is as good as the police department. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if that. If like, I don't know where to bring so this thing. The but whole shoppers wall, is open. The whole wall you know? it disappeared. But, the, but your driver's the, license the arrived showed up shoppers. at shoppers. Right. In a town that you didn't lose your wallet in. We That's need to right. turn it into a government office. Shoppers drug market. And then I found my debit card behind the stove in the uh, in the house that I was living in. It turned out my roommate had stolen my wallet. Dun dun dun. Uh, bum, bum, bum. That was that was that was That really sucks. But yeah, it was weird. I I found my passport in uh, I found my US passport of all things, which is like has some value and some implications. In a desk that I put outside the studio that I it was here when I moved in and I used it for a little while and then I got rid of it and I put it on the back deck like to discard it. Like that, and it was that metal out, one? It was out there for like, I don't know, it was out there for months nice. in rain and weather, like probably a winter. And then I double checked. I just went out and like when I totally disposed of it. It was in the drawer, kind of like swollen by weather and like moisture a little bit. And I was like, fuck. Like Got that back though. I thought I was missing it, and I was like, I was kind of procrastinating. Like, oh, we gotta go down to the fucking embassy and fill out all kinds of shit. And go down to the embassy, sleep on a bed. They, they're not. And that's at an embassy, right? They, they, <laughs> yeah, and one night I was like, I said, guy. when I was walking to a band practice, I'm walking up the street near Maine and Danforth, and I'm, I'm traveling up the street, 
you know, kind of stone. Are we still I, talking yeah. about passports? Oh yeah, here we okay, are. Okay, so the first passport I got, I had for a day, and then my mom took it. I was like sixteen, and the re- the logic she was using is she didn't want me to join a religious extremist group. <laughs> nice, Jabril. Because. When I was, was your mom racially profiling you as a child? Uh, that yeah, sounds yeah, like yeah, what yeah. she was doing. Because <laughs> there were a lot of people in my age group just joining religious extremists. I mean, why groups. would a sixteen-year-old? That's actually good. Why would you need your own passport as a sixteen-year-old? Yeah, exactly. I, I wanted to go to Minnesota with my friends. Uh, that sounds awesome. to join a yeah. religious extremist group <laughs> called <laughs> Christians <laughs> Christians for Jabril, called like the Minnesota dangerous extremist groups. Pen, pen pals. To go to Minnesota. By, no the, no by the way, that was Jabril the Thrill. Oh, we missed you, Jabril the Thrill. <laughs> do, they, do they have an airline school there? Like, is hmm, Minnesota? No one's going to think about Minnesota. <laughs> I see your fears right there. I don't know. Never mind. That's just yeah. that's awesome. That's interesting. Was your, was your mom being? Protective of you or racist towards you? <laughs> I like to think protective. Right. Of considering like, at the time, but, um, yeah, 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 you know, young guy had gets a passport and, you know, why didn't she believe in you? Why did she think you were susceptible? That's insane. You were young like, guy gets a passport. She had the passport. She had the passport. He's always doing what Kareem <laughs> she had, says. <laughs> she had the passport I mean, I just for so long. It expired without that? me knowing. You know. I never used it. I just got it. Went on one trip and that was it. Like, I never saw Where it again. was the one trip? Uh, to Minnesota. That was it. And oh, you did. Gone. So you yeah. went to Minnesota. Yeah. How was Minnesota? Wait. It was good. It was yeah, good. How was the training, Jabril? <laughs> don't, don't, don't okay, say go, things go, like go, that. Go, Some, the That's NSA bad. will like, now he's tagged and can't travel now. We're all yeah, tagged. Hey, I'm we with an American in here, so it's all good. Yeah, I'm American. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're good. Are you actually we, we good? We vouch for you. You got a, you got a good handful okay. of, of that. I learned something new about you. You're fine. You're fine. Jabril the thrill. That was great. I like that. He certainly knows how to break the thrill. Puts the trill back in thrill. That was a great story. He's saying right now it was a good story. It was funny. So, yeah, I went. I got my passport (laughs) and I was there and I told them I had to go to my boss's wedding. And they asked me what I did for a living. And I said I was self-employed. And the woman said, congratulations. Hmm, And I realized that she thought I was going to my own wedding. And the truth is I'm a mercenary. I'm self-employed, but I have a boss, right? And so I was like, no, 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 it's not like that. She's like, well, who pays you? And I'm like, well, I do, but it's like complicated. And then she looked at me strange and was like, can I just say congratulations and stamp your passport? And I was like, yep. Because I realized it was getting weird, you know, like, no, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Right. I do work for a living. It's fine. The robot response is the best. What do you do for a living? I don't know. Good. Sign it. Really? They would just say that? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I would like to be the first to point out that Rich is asleep. We are at that point in the podcast where Rich is sleeping. For all the betters out there. Who Shout had, out to Rich. Who had <laughs> this is always a great moment because when he listens to this later, he, he knows. He he has long days. He works. Uh, yeah, I noticed he was taking yeah, his long days. He's tuckered out. And what do you what do you, you have long days? What's in the briefcase, sir? Papers, business papers. And what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm currently unemployed. To quote the Big Lebowski, like that's Richard's life. Is it? What does Richie do? Nothing. Oh no. No. 
I can see him propping the sleeping trades position person. there. What should he do? What would he be best at? Lumberjack. What does he want to do? <laughs> Kareem and Jabril are dying right now. Uh, okay, I gotta, I gotta really tell you what just happened. Part of the podcast is we're we're looking at Rich and he's passed. Okay, <laughs> I gotta like, point out that only you guys would get away with saying I don't know when, like, a guy at the border asks you what you do for a living. Are you implying that white people have it easier than? Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Touche. Good point. Yeah, that's a great point. It's like, yeah. He was saying, if I had said that, like as, sure. uh, as I was getting yeah, into well, the country, I would have never gotten in. Stop right. blowing things up. Right. <laughs> yeah, you're training in Minnesota, and you don't and, and you don't know what you do for a living. Yeah, it sounds pretty suspect. <laughs> right. Jabril. I mean, shit. Jabril. shit, I get one better than that. What, you want to see white privilege in action? I set off the dirty bomb detector at the border and but, didn't get shot. But Jabril, the thrill. Like, they're like, no. this guy's, this guy's glowing in the dark. And I was like, hey, what's going on? They're like, did you have a medical procedure, sir? I'm like, I did. They're like, all right, we'll come with those. Let's see. Or I, I <laughs> nice. see what I've just proven. No, worst part is though, my passport was expired at the time, and they didn't notice that because they're too busy making sure I was radioactive. What do you mean? I was going to a funeral, and my passport was expired. I didn't realize it was. No, you just said radioactive. Yeah, I set off the dirty bomb detector. Oh, because I was shit. radioactive. Oh, I had a okay. gallium sweep. I had a, a medical. Exam where they inject you with radioactive isotopes and then you take an okay, MRI, right? Okay. But it was weeks and weeks and weeks before I crossed the border, and I still set off their like radiation detector. And then the next thing you know, this guy with a fucking machine gun and the Geiger counter right next to the door of the Holy truck, fuck. and he's like, you know, like scanning. You're also the door. glowing, and you're. And he's green. like, he's like, <laughs> I want you to pull into secondary, and we're like, yeah, okay, Mr. Machine Gun, we're gonna pull over, like you know. No, I don't think so. We're yeah. Canadians. It's like it's you're gonna have to machine gun us to death for our rights to whatever. That's, so that's impressive to me to know that they're like they would be on that. You know what my favorite part is though? Less than a week later, I came back over the Canadian border. Less than a week later, and there's no Geiger counter or machine right. gun. None. There's a, a a middle-aged French Canadian woman <laughs> who's like who's like, do you have anything to declare? She's coming over. And we're like, no. She's like, not even smokes or anything from duty free. Oh. And we're like, no, we just came from a funeral. And she's like, oh, well, I'm sorry then, then boys. Come on. Welcome home. So no Geiger counters, no nothing. Just like they're concerned I didn't buy duty-free smokes. Like, welcome to Canada. Did you get your duty-free smokes? Yeah. You can bring your dirty bombs in here, but fuck the duty-free smokes. You didn't get that shit? Uh-huh. You kidding? That was, I thought that was a bit strange. Like, like look, no look, one questions the radioactivity, but it's like, hey, did you buy any smokes at duty-free? Welcome home, Mr. Malcolm. Here's your double double and uh, bacon, egg, and cheese. That's right. That's right. Did you eat your, did you eat your smokes at duty free? No, traitor. This guy might be. I was at a funeral. Oh, okay. That's great. So yeah, I feel like maybe Jabril would go cyber attack and uh, some kind of like dick pic pyramid scheme that just like topples uh, empires and b- shuts down banks. Don't you think that'd be a funny terrorist scheme? 
Cyber attack, some kind of dick pic cyber attack. That's a good movie, comedy movie. We can movie. talk about other things than dick I'm pics. saying fictitiously, Jabril the Thrill. Jabril the Thrill, when we say Jabril the Thrill, I just want to put this out this if anyone cares about this, but Jabril the Thrill is kind of like a caricature that we have created that's a part of the podcast. He's like a character in a show, fictional. Based on truish things, but he does, it's not real. He does he larger, just, larger than you can't life. listen to this kind of stuff and just be like, "Oh, all this is factual." Okay, there we go. He does larger than life things than you. Yeah, so for the hard. record. Yeah, for the record, off the record. On the record, it's off the record. On the record, for the record. The record. <laughs> Where is the record, anyways? Who what? keeps it? <laughs> Where, yeah. And By the way, who owns we, the master? Where can yeah. we hear it? All right, Jabril. What's up? Should we continue? What are we talking What's about? I think we're gonna keep rolling. Are, are we continuing? Keep no, rolling. Good. Rich wants rolling. us to keep going. So let's shift gears. Uh, yeah. We have another topic, or uh, let's talk more about lost and found. Well, no, the idea the idea was simple. I just I was thinking about how many times, you know, opportunity. It was more more more, more sort of a, uh, an analysis of luck, right? And the randomness of chance, and how often that has either been my salvation or my absolute catastrophe, right? And I think that's like I think it's a narrative that everyone can relate to to some extent, because I feel like we all occasionally realize how close we are to chaos when it just sort of happens. Like there's there's shit you just can't predict. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You're standing on yeah. the sidewalk and uh, that car goes by and splashes you with a huge salty ice puddle or something, and you just didn't see it coming. And if you were standing two feet further away, the causality would be different. Yada yada yada. Right? But it's not it's not even a, a conscious thing. You don't think of it at the time, and when you when you do later on reflect on either how close to catastrophe or how far from it you've come based on chance. Sometimes it's terrifying. And I don't know, to, to, to me today, I had one of these moments where I thought to myself, okay, like, look, I've survived through a lot of really weird and dangerous and psychotic times. And I don't really even know necessarily how sometimes, you know, it was almost like completely by accident, like literally a fluke entirely. You know what I mean? You step to the left and the bullets hit to the right, you know, or the guy with the knife just happened to be a few millimeters off or, you know, one of those things. And a lot of people haven't survived in exactly those circumstances. I mean, you watch the fucking news every goddamn day and you see their bodies stacked up like fucking cordwood for the multimedia circus, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's how it is. Yeah, I mean, there's coroner services here. Like, there's a lot of deaths, yeah. You know? So, I mean, I guess I guess it just sort of occurred to me today. Sometimes you walk into situations thinking you have control over it because you know what you're doing. You're trained or you're smart or you're this or that. But occasionally you just, you just you walk between the lines. And that's it. That's the only reason you're still alive. Because, you know, you were lucky this time. Blessed, lucky, inherent, whatever. Wrong place, right time. Who knows? I don't know how to describe it, but I, I've experienced it a couple times this weekend. I've seen things that could have gone... Um, entirely wrong in all the wrong ways and managed not to be there for that terrifying outcome. And that was great. Do you think like you have to afford yourself the highs and the lows? You no choice. Or like some people try to control how much chaos comes into their life, but obviously you just said you can't control it. So do you think you just like, it's how much you want to give yourself up to that? Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Because you you mentioned that some good things happened to you, but then no, you're absolutely you're right. The good with the bad. No, you're right? absolutely right. To some extent, I very much 
I'm going to do give myself over to the chaos of that because, frankly, that's just the way I see the world. It's the nature of things as I know it. I mean, it's also a situation where you do put yourself in those kind of situations through your work or through the venues and the scenarios you're around. You're around situations where there is violence and there's weapons way more than the average person because yeah. of the nature <clears throat> of your business. That's right. So that's also a choice, too. That's you, right. you could change that. You could change, like... Drugs and alcohol are are obviously the wild card thing when yep. people do unpredictable stuff for that. That's a choice. So we no, all, that's we very all true. put ourselves in those situations. No, that's very, very well. true. Yeah, that's but very true. It's it is um yeah, it's crazy. It's and that's thing. also part of the covenant you gotta make when you decide that you're gonna be like a person that works in the nightlife in, in bar scene or as a bouncer, uh, you know, even a drug dealer, I guess the whole nightlife, the entire scenario. At a certain point, you sign that covenant with yourself and you say, look, this is what I do. This is the world I live in. I accept the hazards and risks of it because I know them, you know, and whether that's bred or born or learned or just something you fall into, I guess it makes no difference, right? That's kind of what creates the nightlife of all cities. And that's what created definitely the, the fundamental of most of my life was working in bars and clubs and being a musician and doing all that kind of shit that was basically around the nightlife and the drug culture and the, the counterculture. I mean, that was, that was what I enjoyed as a lifestyle. That was literally it. What do, like, what do you think the biggest draw of, I guess my question is like living, living a nightlife, like living a lifestyle that, that, you know, whether it's bouncing or bartending or being a musician or something that at night, what do you think the biggest, like, perk or the biggest thing that someone who maybe is a day person would wouldn't get wouldn't get or maybe would, would want to hear or like what's what's the you know what i mean like what's the biggest perk or like what's well it's the most obvious man it's the most obvious it's the sex drugs and rock and roll it's the most obvious it's like it's okay well life. that's right you're there you're in the party central it's all the, the time it means there's there's more drugs there's mm. more sex there's more rock and roll there's more fun it's just but it comes with like enormous price tag. You mm -hmm. can't have a normal life because you, you know, you're asleep all day. So you're not doing day job stuff or even day activity stuff. Right. Like trying to find Underworld. a job, going to school, all these things. You don't really do that if you're just partying constantly. Right. But that doesn't really happen. Yeah. You're just making money. Did and you, you can make good money. You make a lot of money. But the problem is when you're young, that money's lost on you because you're ridiculous and you probably spend it on drugs and get worse. Yeah. And when you're older, you can't do anything with it because you have no credentials, like no credit, no nothing. Because you're just still doing the, the gig that you've been doing. Did you guys know that I was a bouncer at one time? I believe it. You're right. a little. Wait for it. I think. Uh, oh, I, I thought, I thought it was a joke. <laughs> so was, no, no, no. This is real. Uh, <laughs> I was waiting for uh, it. <laughs> The, yeah, I like though. I like though that you're excited. You're like, here we go. Like I just dropped, just like the the premise. Yeah, um, so bad they no, asked me to leave. My in university in my hometown, which is Aurelia, there's the there was a bar so. at the time called Tux Two, which was down by the waterfront, and I was a longtime partier. Like I, it's my it's my hometown, so I'd always go there with my buddies. And then for some reason, one summer I decided to get a job there. Um, Partly to be like, oh, maybe if instead of spending so much money here on a Saturday, I'll make a bit of money and I'll still be able to be in the party. But 
So they hired me and I was a bouncer and night one, there's like scuffles and fights and shit. And I'm like, in my head, I'm just like, fuck that. It's just not me. Like, I'm not a, like, I'm a lover, not a fighter, Bob. I'm just not a fighter. I'm like, I don't want to get punched in the face. I'm like, I, I'm just so used to, for me, I'm just so used to, I go to a bar and I'm there to have fun. So on that time marker, Q crystal method. Okay. Like that. Right. I'm a lover, um, not a fighter. Q Crystal. Yeah. Uh, no, I hated it. So they switched me to, and I told them I like went to them. I'm like, I don't want to be like on the dance floor and there's fucking broken glass. Like I'm just, I'm not that guy. Like I'm not gonna be the guy to step up to that situation. So they put me on the door, and I was just like eye candy host. And I was just like frosted tips guy, just like welcoming, handing out lollipops to the girls and t- collecting, uh, collecting uh, cover. You were a bitch. <laughs> yeah. I told you I'm a lover, not a fighter. That's yeah. my story. <clears throat> I only that? had one fight on the dance floor that I ended up wrestling in broken glass. Yeah. Wasn't a fan. Not a fan. That sucks. I just don't like fighting. I don't know how you do it. I hate it. Kareem? I I don't like being I don't like What's punch, about being liking fighting? It's not about punching. liking fighting. It's about liking winning, right? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Because getting punched in the face sucks, no matter how good you are at it. it fucking sucks, yeah. Right. Not getting punched in the face, but winning feels pretty good. <laughs> yeah, okay. It does. I so ain't gonna lie, have, it like, does. like punch fever? You have like knockout fever? Knockout, knockout fever? Yeah, yeah. What the fuck what, is that? Yeah, yeah. explain. No. Well, like what do you mean? Gun fever. Well, you just said it's, you said what's good about fighting is winning. Yeah. So obviously you like fighting because you like when you like standing over a guy after you knocked him out no that's him i personally don't like he's, fighting he's i don't fight that much like right. if you ask any of my he friends they're probably yeah trained, i tr- train and that's yeah. because first of all it's good for your body right you get physical exercise and two like funny <laughs> it's a very funny thing but the more you know about how to fight the less, the less you fight. You should fight. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Because you know exactly how that feels. Like I have been punched in the face and basically lost track of what, where the roof was and where yeah, the- totally run your I, Like I spun around. I was like, holy shit. And I couldn't move for like 10 minutes. I was just sitting on the side. Right. So I know exactly how that feels like. But I also know that feeling of like, especially if you fight somebody that's arrogant, winning right and you're like fuck that guy yeah exactly when you're like you have that guy that's really fucking arrogant and destroy him and yeah that that is an empowerment feeling right but that's about it it, that makes sense because for me if i like i'm i'm the kind of guy to like like, after he gives right, you after like he gives you the lollipop he wants to make sure everyone's happy and that's wit no i would just be like calm down let's just go home like See, that's the thing. You're the guy that calms down. Shit. Like, I'm like, yeah. I'm I, like, I do the like, same thing, too. But I am I am the guy out. that they call. They'd be like, my friends are fighting. They come and get me. It's like, your friend's fighting over there. I can go break them up. Right. Yeah. And I step in. I was like, you either stop or I join in. True. And usually that works. Right. Oh, yeah. It's like, you stop or I join in and beat the fuck out of both of you. Right. And yeah, that works. Well, I got some good bouncer jokes uh, here for you guys. Oh, uh, nice work. Queued up. All right, go. A guy walks up to a bar. The bouncer. Can I see your ID? Guy. I hope so. They don't make them in Braille. 
And he promptly hey. says, I'll see myself out. Yeah, I was going to say, read the bottom part. Yeah, he'll yeah. see himself out. And, then and uh, why, out. why didn't the bouncer let Sigmund Freud into the bar? I think at least one reason, but... Uh, he was packing, packing major heat. He forgot his... ID. ID, nice. That's a good joke. It's so, pretty. I, I, I followed up with that one because that one's not Ouch. bad. If you know any good uh, bouncer jokes? Feel free to write in to Thirty Nine DD Show. Let us know. Hashtag Crack this up. Thirty Nine DD at Thirty Nine. If you get DD. if you get a laughy face, that's good. If you get a laughy face and the side laughy face, then you really you know you really practice that. That's how we measure those. Yeah, you blew us away. Uh, if you get that plus like an explosion, it's a good. No, if it gets anything further than that, you'll just go on a Jabril's dick pic. Jabril, <laughs> <laughs> can we cue one of those up? Can we get one of those? Jabril, remember that Jabril the thrill is a caricature, not a real person. So it can start be- sending dick pics to someone <laughs> and then see no what pics. it's like, no and pics. then you will stop making fun of me. What? There's too much dick pic stuff here. We need, I don't know. No, see, the problem is the problem is you really have to go back to this. We're going back to this again. This is gonna be one of those themes, like one of those like like Saturday Night Live themes. The reason I am not going to send dick pics on your request oh, is because you seem really enthusiastic about how it will change my life, like almost culty, like. Like Heaven's Gate, like is Jabril <laughs> suggesting that you you he, send? Yes, he has been he's like, been on this for a while. Like I, he's been on this, for, yeah. Like where? Like just yeah, just take like some penis the- pics <laughs> and just send them off to someone, anyone. It's like, like it feels so liberating. <laughs> like <laughs> like to really? grandma from isn't Big he, Bob. Isn't it illegal? Subject. That dick pics to the guy who runs the city TV TV down at Dundas Square. Dick yeah. pics. Yeah, exactly. Subject that. dick pics from Big Bob. Feels so much better. And then Jabril's like, see, don't you feel better? No, actually, I feel like a felon. I found out today that um, it's... You see uh, what I mean? Like, It's illegal in civil court. It's actually a tort law in Canada now. It's I don't know what the exact like wording of it is. Um, like defamation is one thing and like harassment is one and certain things like that that you can sue sue people in civil court but now one is it's like um non-consensual release of private media or something like that so and she was like aka revenge porn sort of thing of course yeah and then they split up and now it's like, that was never that was that, that that's recent it's, yeah, it became illegal recent recently because it, it wasn't a thing yeah how well, it, well, actually, that makes a lot of sense because while, once, once, was, once you make something. No, I mean, why recently? Like, it should well, have because been. Because the thing, if I, if I'm, for example, let's go back to like the age of Polaroid. Just to explain the law here, it's, it actually makes sense. It's weird, but it's true. The age of Polaroid, okay? Imagine I had a Polaroid camera and you took pictures of yourself naked on my Polaroid because you and me are like <laughs> having some milk chocolate loving back in the oh 70s or gosh. something, right? That's what they had back then. There'd be like giant jungle bush because neither of us had manscaping. But anyway, so, and I have those, I have those, I have those pullers in a shoebox under my bed for like 9, 10, 12 years. The animators are going to have a heyday with this. It sounds like private material, but it's only private for the person who owns them. And that essentially means, because again, ownership, possession is nine times of the law. Sure is. So if you and I have not been a thing for 20 years and they're in my shoebox under my bed, under standard possession laws, those are mine, which means that I can publish those as pictures that I own. Now, because you have no expectation of privacy except for except for the fact you're in a relationship, but 
the I camera don't think introduces that's the case it anymore now. Yes, that's I, right. I'm really and that has changed. That has changed. That's a good thing. Right. Yeah, I'm really confused because one of the things I first learned as a street photographer is that you're not allowed to release uh, release so like, like, like private, people's faces. Means, yeah, yeah. So you cannot, for example, for me on my Instagram, I usually don't post again, people. That, again, the Polaroid is a physical yeah. object, not an image. And that oh, instance is because okay. it's a possession. Okay, that 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 I can understand. But I, I've heard because the like where you things in the street releasing a game. Yeah, like, no, like you're, it, it's you have an expectation of privacy. It depends on you like, have an expectation of privacy in the public space, especially if you're like in the TTC or a place where they already yes, posted on the exactly. Walls. If you're in, in places like that, then yeah, I can take pictures where of you. It says CT, but let's say for example CCTV, you're in a yeah. restaurant, you're, you'll be filmed or what have you. I take a picture of you yeah, in that restaurant. That's exactly right. So it's 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 complicated. Like even some buildings, for example, some. Something that a lot of photographers don't know is that the CN Tower is fucking copyrighted. That's so weird. If oh, you put true. if you put a, a picture of the CN Tower you online, you it. cannot profit off that picture. Right. It's the same thing with um, the Eiffel Tower in France. Really? Yeah, you cannot do that. That's smart. Yeah, um, you have to have spe- special um, permission. So it's really weird that those ex- have been existing for like decades. I'm gonna copyright myself. So every time <laughs> someone takes a picture of me, they exactly, you can do that. Or, or like I even get, I'll get a royalty. For, for example, for me, if I take Instagram, pictures I of, a, of a model, I have to have that model release, I like, sign a release form. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. so yeah. it's really, really blowing my mind right now that that, that revo- revenge porn thing just became illegal. Like, wow. I think it's just like sci- all cyber stuff is just like, takes everything takes a while. Yeah. They're slow. No, but the thing the thing is revenge form was a very specific thing that the internet really kicked into a into a sort of a terrifying proportion. And I you know, I don't believe in bullying. I'm actually really, really against it. One of the reasons that I fight and have fought all my life is because I was bullied a lot as a youth and I don't believe in that shit. And I actually warned, I mean I've told you this story before. I warned the guy that was my childhood bully that one day I'd be bigger than him. And he was a pretty big kid. And years and years later, I encountered him on the streetcar, and he was wearing a suit and on his way to work and did not know who I was. And I was like 18, 19, and like... That's crazy. Really quite large. How big was he, you think? 6'2". How was he? How big was he when you okay. when he was bigger than you? Like, well, he was like almost 17, he, so he was like 6'1". He was six much feet. older. So he was like a Biff from Back to the Future, yeah. and then you're you. Yeah. Right. Nice. Okay. And I caught him on the streetcar, and I was like, hey. I was like... Joel. Oh, fuck. And he goes, what a name. And he goes, what? And I'm like, your name is? He says, yes. And he turns and looks at your like, he says, belly yes. button. And I went, <laughs> and then just beat the shit out of him on the really? streetcar. Really? Oh, yeah. Where? Right Where? What streetcar was it? Uh, Queen Car near Parliament. The old 501 East That's Side. That's crazy. Folks, you want to see some magic? Get on the 501 That's and ride it across town, Bob and you will story. see some shit like that. There's no, the people. Funny thing is, I knocked him the fuck out. Then I, I leaned down and I was like, Do you remember who I am? And he was like, What? I told him my full name. I'm like, You know. I'm pretty. And I looked at him and I was like, I was like, Are you kidding? You don't, you do, do you know? And he was like, I do. He started remembering, like, He's like, He's like, And I was like, Yeah, that's me. And then I basically told the people on the streetcar, I was like, this guy used to beat me up every day at school, every day, slap my yogurt on me in lunch, like fucking push me around, kicking the balls, all just all this mean things, you know? And I told him one day, I said, I'd be bigger than him and I get my revenge, my comeuppance. That's and, crazy. And here we are. I hope, I really, really hope two things. One is that someday Joel 
somehow listens and or sees this podcast tonight and that blows his mind and he's part of all this but uh some people there's people on that streetcar that witnessed a fucking giant beat the fuck out of a guy and they had no context to it but now they'll get context and they'll be like oh all of that made sense because they probably just looked at a huge guy beat up a smaller guy oh no i said it after right. knocked him down, I, I people were looking at me and they were all horrified. And I said, "Do you understand?" I was like, "I beat, I beat the shit out of this guy because." Nice, nice. That's great. Like that's not a joke. I don't, I don't have no problem explaining myself. In fact, I often find when I'm really angry and fighting, I'm talking while it's happening. Right. Like I'm like, "Why are you making oh, this happen?" Yeah, that's good. That's good. Because frankly, it drives me crazy. That's a very Andre the Giant thing, actually. Because during those fights in Princess Bride, he was always like reasoning through them and talking through his moves. Definitely talking, trying to talk people down. Explaining what he was going to have to do. And like, I've said to you guys, I'm like, look, stop. Don't throw right. punches. Do yourself a solid. Right. Give this one up. And then you're walking at the guy and you're still doing it and trying, trying to talk him out of it as you're choking him out. You're like, okay, this is me choking you out now. Right. I don't want to do this anymore. Can we like just let this go? Right. Other times when guys are so out of line, like you watch a guy punch his girlfriend in the mouth for absolutely no reason. So you just walk over and make human origami out of him. Right. Just like, crumble. When I pull the tail, the wings flap. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I mean, it's nice to know that there's street justice, right? How much of that exists? How much of that is... is An enormous amount. Like the, the sheriff... The, Dude, one of my friends West. was appeared on the news... Some guy ran up and grabbed this woman and tried to like hold her hostage with a saw blade. You heard of this on College Street like about a year ago? I'm sure some of you may have heard of this. I've anyway, two guys ran out <laughs> and stopped this dude from like holding this woman hostage with it's a saw fucked. blade. And one of those dudes is my buddy. And he was like, Yeah, we were just drinking in this bar, eh? And I saw these like dude outside with a saw blade, like grabbing this girl with the neck and like with the saw blade. So we ran outside and like kicked his ass, eh? And then like the police showed up and we were like, yeah, this guy had a saw blade and he was trying to hold his garage. She's like, yeah, this guy grabbed me by the, by the neck and threw me the saw blade on my neck. And all of a sudden, these lads just flew out of this bar and beat the shit out of him. And like, heroes. Awesome. So all you got to do, if you want to get somebody fucked up, is you, bunch of buds, and get a saw blade. <laughs> yeah. Get a girl. Beat the fuck out of a guy. Cops come. Get the girl to say he was going to knife her with the blade. It's all good. All good. Yeah, unless you're the guy that's playing that mythical part of the dude with the saw blade who goes like 10 years in jail for trying to cut a girl's neck with a saw blade. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's got to be that guy. That guy you don't like. Oh. Don't do it. It's a setup. I'm saying it's a setup. So, Trev, can you hold my saw blade? Yeah, exactly. Jabril! Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Saw blade. That's all you have to say. Nailed it. Thank you. you build the, the role is yours. So much better with you here. And yeah, I, I guess we're getting close to the end of that 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 timer that is our lives. I have a question for uh, you. But yeah, go ahead. And this oh, yeah. is really we're, I'm coming back around to Lost and Found. Are you familiar with um you probably yeah, are no, no. Um, we, we, roll it. the um That's good. We're all the time in the world then. Uh Saint Anthony. Yeah. Do you know the little Saint Anthony thing? A little uh, Irish thing. You're not familiar with that? No. So there's this, um, Bob was talking about Lost and Found earlier. Yeah, yeah. 
my uh, mom's side of the family is Irish. And so my brothers and I, from my mother when she was younger, when we were younger, um, there was there's this little like well-known uh, Irish prayer to St. Anthony, who is the, I don't know what he's the, the saint, saint of, of lost patron saint shit. of yeah. lost shit, basically. <laughs> like, and it's, the, uh, I got drunk, I'm Irish and I lost and, everything. Yeah, but it like, I kind of like, I don't, I'm not right, like, love. I'm not religious and I don't swear by anything, but um, I can say that the prayer to St. Anthony has uh, has come up with some pretty solid like clutch uh, finds for me. But it's so re repeat after me. So let's pretend. Right, has anyone has anyone <clears throat> lost something recently right now? Mal, I feel like you might have lost something recently. Does anyone else? Jabril. Jabril's got his hands what do you, what He you lost, lost his innocence recently. Something that's still missing, though. He needs an adult. He had this one. I, I lost my wallet. You, but you know where it is off. now. You lost. No, you didn't lose your wallet. You got here and you were like, you left hey, it at home. Then you called your mom. Was like, where's my wallet? Your mom texts you and was like, your wallet's at home. You yeah, left it here. Fine, I don't want to participate. We in this. Next, next to these, next to these dick pics Does on the cloud. Currently, have something that they've lost and they want to find because we will invoke. Richard this wants to right find now. his consciousness. Let's see if it works. Richard wants to find. Yeah, if this works, if we can bring him back. What's the opposite of unconsciousness? Consciousness. Yeah. <laughs> this is okay. So everyone repeat after me. Jabril, you too. J everyone Jabril, has, everyone Jabril and Kareem, especially. you guys uh share that share. Dear Saint Anthony. Dear Saint Anthony. Trevor. I'm I'm letting everyone I'm letting everyone at home catch up. All right. Oh my god. Dear Saint Anthony. Come on, blaspheme with us. Dear Saint Anthony. It's not exactly blasphemy. You can't say it? Is it? Okay, yeah, it well is. then don't say the whole thing. Dear, you didn't hear what he said, right? Dear Saint Anne. No, what do you say? I don't believe it that way. I just believe it like yeah, I know, a fun I know, I know, I know, to I say, know, but, like it's just yeah. fun. Dear Saint Anthony, I'm not Dear saying Saint Anthony. Saint Anthony, <laughs> Saint Anthony. <laughs> please come around. If Jabril says this, he'll light on fire, or I will. One of the other. If Jabril says this. Okay, one of the so other. Dear Saint Wait, Anthony, okay. please come around. Yeah, but something's been lost. <laughs> in this case. Rich's consciousness and can't be found. And can't be found. And, and that's it. Found. And then the key is to keep looking for it. In my experience, the best thing to do after you say the prayer to the same thing is, is to continue looking for things. But give it a bit of time. I think it's just breathing four it's times. It's a prop. But Jabril just pulled out. Jabril just put out a big giant cross. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's a prop from a murder mystery that a, a company that I'm associated with and do do shows with. Shout out to Big Time Entertainment, Big Time Murder. They do amazing shows. <laughs> Oh, that's man. that's that's hilarious. Shouldn't you be lighting on fire? How can you even be holding that? It's a dollar store plastic crucifix. Yeah. Guys. That's the most religious. That's the most religious this uh, episode's ever gone. That's no, great. he he said, "Don't you burn people on this?" That's not a religious joke, oh, man. Yes, okay. actually, my people do burn. On that. Well, they'd have to be tiny. That thing's like I'm a pagan, six and inches we, we tall. We burned a lot of fairies in our time, and it's fairies made of, are little. It's made you of plastic. Them, you can stick them to tiny melt. little sticks like that. Six inches tall, and it's made of plastic. Don't be ridiculous. Look, what what sort of what sort of codes exist in the street life, in the in, codes. in the nightlife? Like like certain things where it's like. If is if there's no religion, if there's no laws, like what are the things that people do and don't do? It's like that's not cool, and like that's allowed, and like it actually really entirely depends on who you are. That's disgusting, but it's true. And I don't want to say that because I think it's cool, but it's facts. What's the oh. if you're if you're hardcore enough and you have enough money, you have enough influence, 
There's nothing that's that's unacceptable. I mean, the, the, look, you, unacceptable have, have been people untouchable. Unacceptable is a personal thing. And I've been disgusted by so many people and their behavior over the years. You know, they are the things they get away with. What's the grossest thing you've ever seen? Or you know, some examples. Have you, have you, grossest thing. I've seen some really that. horrifying things. Have you ever like, had to, horrifying. have you ever had to like, hint. have you ever had to like take somebody, like, want to take somebody out Look, of the club? Look, human trafficking is a thing. And I've seen people's lives generate in terrifying ways. I've seen people who have dated people they shouldn't have. I've seen a lot of things. The dark life has a lot of places in it, a lot of people in it that are better off dead. Have you ever not had, like, necessarily, but that's the way it goes sometimes. So you deal with people who have power I mean, they're not and influence. Off, they'd be better off if they changed and became better people. Great. But that's like, never going to happen. Yeah. Have you ever going to like take somebody out and then you've been stopped because you're not allowed to remove that person? Of from, course. Yeah. In yeah. fact, one of the hard balances of my job is to walk into people who are in the right and tell them you're not going to find justice here. Have right. you ever been out? Which is fine because you're not. Have you ever that's been? Life. Yeah, like you're. In, Sometimes like, you're not going to find justice in the quote unquote the justice system well, either, saying, right? But so, it's a bit of a kangaroo court. That's so I was asking, like, what kind of things? Fly it's like, well, look, for maybe. example, if your friend is talking shit to a guy who can have him whacked, and you're just some dude hanging out in the club, I'm going to ask you to go home before I ask the dude who's calling shots. You see right. what I'm saying? Right. So I'm going to tell you, look, hey man, you don't want to pick a fight with this guy because he will probably kill you. Have you yourself ever been outpowered in those situations yes. where this situation then you have to bend because you know that oh, guy's course. like oh, fucking course. that's of the course. guy? Of course. How does that go down in a situation where you are the security and it's your job to to hold down uh, the I'm fort? A and, right. So you just make the call it's out of your simple. own personal safety. That I've makes said sense. it before. I've told my bosses if the ship is sinking, I'm leaving. Right. Right. Uh, if you a bunch of guys with AKs loyalty. come through the front fucking right. door with guns, right. I'm, no, I'm walking out the You're back a real door. Han Solo. Just yeah, get yeah. your pack and no, leave. you have to be. How could you but not? you'll be? come back for the just, the no, just the cause. What would you possibly no, if, if, like, be For If someone pulls a weapon on right. a close friend of mine, like one of my coworkers or working, I'll fight to defend him. Right. But if I think the place is under siege, you're not paying me nearly enough fucking money like, for that shit. Like Hell's Angels shows up. It's like, I'm out of here. I'm gone. Bye-bye. You know, have right. you have you say you run into the like that kind of uh, side sure, of things I've too? Sure, I've in that world many times. Yeah, was that like part of the the fighting too, like the underground fighting? Only colloquially. Yeah, like everything else with them. <laughs> yeah. What's your fighting situation? You I'm any good tussle. No, I'm with I'm with Just you. Unfortunately, you're fragile. Yeah. You're oh. Beyond, I'm like, yeah. To you, bruises and breaks ribs. And it's not even right. bruising. We're talking about like full on, like <laughs> hospitalized. For- <laughs> Bob, Bob's right. shaking his head right now. Right. We, we need to cut to that for the edit, by the way. That's right. great. Um, yeah, no, you learn early what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are. I did do a lot of contact sports, which like I was like, I defied that for a while. I was like, I will pit other people get knocked, knocked down a lot. I mean, hockey, hockey you can scam. Yeah, yeah, hockey, you can scamper away and right. slip away. Football, there's no hiding. It's like, it's like, crumbling. yeah, it's it's yeah. it's 1v1. Like, what position do you play in football? Uh, defensive back, so like uh, safety and stuff. So, yeah, okay. you know, I mean, yeah. you know, it's more, it's, you know, not like in the trenches, right. but. You're going for it. Yeah, yeah. No, rugby was better. Rugby was more fun because it's fluid. It's like, uh, back. I was a four. I 
Yeah, if I had hands, I'd be a back, but I don't have hands, so I had to be a forward. Yeah, you're fumbly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So no hands. I break easily. It's like you need to. You need to get away. I was second. I played in second row. I think grade ten. I played second row. Yeah, buddy. Me and a buddy of mine, so it was good because I was really good friends with him. So it's nice to get real close when you're wearing like no clothes. But I fucking hated it. It was just like (laughs) it was just this like grinding on your fucking ears. It's the worst. Asses in your face and. And then I, my experience of rugby, playing rugby, was I always felt like I was chasing a game of rugby. Yeah. And I would get up there finally by the time the ball was down. And I would just get there to be like hopefully in the action. And then it and moves then along. We'd have to like get in a scrum or do a line out it or took whatever. Ridiculous it amount of cardio too. It, yeah. It was, I mean, shout out to people who fucking can do rugby, but I was not one of them. I hated every second of it. Yeah, I was basically terrible, don't you do? I did no conscience for it, didn't care, was not patient, had no interest. I was like, I'm an artist, painter, sculptor, all kinds of other shit. I was like, yeah, this is just like, yeah, like short, I was, short. I was, doing, I was doing a lot of acting from a young age, so right away I got painted as like the uh, acting Fosse. Like, it's like, oh, he's an actor, like he did, right. he, you know, he's not a fighter kind of right. thing. Like, so it's like, act, fighting just never really came up. And I wasn't really raised to like fight. It's like either figure it out with your words or just walk away. Um, but I think I told you guys this in high school, me and like one or two other guys were the bigger guys in gym class. So one of our gym coaches was like, if he wasn't Olympic, he was close to Olympic level, like wrestling and powerlifting. And he just used to fucking dummy us in like drills. And then he would demonstrate, he'd show <laughs> us a thing and he would use us and just fucking like, and we like I would like he'd be just tossing us like rag dolls, but he would pick us because we he were would, the bigger guys who could take it. Kind yeah, of I had a karate wow. teacher who was just a violent asshole. He eventually got like replaced. getting his licks in on kids. Did he eh? use you? Did, did you get everybody? Used? I got I got yeah I got kicked the shit out of quite a bit. But he was like his dad owned the he's studio. Like, You're gonna like it later. His, his son like flunked out of school, had no other skills, but like had trained karate. His dad was like, "Fine, you can work here, like you know, under dojo and blah." And this guy used to just kick our asses, like, you know, one of those fucking, like, one of those, uh, you know, the bamboo, what are the, you know those called between the bamboo batons, the batons or whatever, you know? The bamboo uh, samurai sword fucking simulacrums? He doesn't. They don't care. He doesn't. Kareem, K-Rock. <laughs> Bob's asking you a question. That was great. <laughs> They're both Instagramming. Are you guys dick-picking? <laughs> 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 no, we were talking camera gear. Well, what's up? Nice. They're both scrolling oh, that's, through. That's what the kids call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kareem and camera angles. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm not digging. It's just the talking just camera like, gear. They're like the way no, most. No, you know, the, the way most I, guys I, look I through Tinder or porn. Those, those uh, they're bamboo like sword simulacrums, like replicas. Mm-hmm. What are those called? The kendo swords. Yeah, it's like kendo, but it's just bamboo kendo sticks. Strap. It has like a sword handle, but yeah, yeah. I think that's that's the kendo stick. Yeah, right, just anyway, kendo sticks. Yeah, he used to whack the shit out of us with fucking kendo sticks. Oh. Like you're running along. He'd like hit the back of your leg if you weren't running fast enough. Nice. You weren't jumping high enough. We're just abusive. We were you learned. Kids. But we're- you learned. Oh, sorry. Shinai. Well, Thank you. That's what they're called. Much obliged. All right. I like how what I was I was saying that uh, Kareem and Jabril look at uh, gear. They're like gearheads, camera gear. They look like the average guy looks at like tits and ass on the internet they're like <laughs> fuck yeah okay, specs on that lens yeah. oh, oh, which 5K. is what you want uh, so many your production K's. team 
Big, so many K's. Big shout out to uh, at. Uh, you wouldn't think that black guys would like lots of K's. Interesting. Okay. It's real interesting. What? Okay. Hey, baby. I just said what we're all thinking, guys. Oh, look who joined us. That you, Luna just saved the day. Talk about comedic timing. Yeah, we need <laughs> something timing. here. Look at this. Um, look at this. What was I saying? Uh, I don't know what we were saying. Oh, follow uh, something. If you follow our production team, he's at um, JDK. JDK Captures. That's with a C, not a K. If you want to follow Luna on Instagram, you can follow her at uh, what's her? What's her? <laughs> her in- Luna's Instagram is at Lars. Going back Classington. to the K's, hey, Lars. Uh, she controls it though. So if you <laughs> do comment or send me a DM, uh, it's not me answering. It's Luna. She runs it, don't you, Luna? Yeah, Luna. What do you have to say? Or at same thing with Laughing Vikings. You hit us up at Laughing Vikings. Luna always answers that shit. Yeah. So or at Laughing Vikings, uh, Trey the actor, myself. Trey T R E actor. Yep. Trey the, the actor. actor. Get it? The like or, the. Uh, Jabril the thrill. Uh, that's us. You can follow Rich. Uh, where do we follow Rich? If you if you wander along Queen Street high enough on Crystal Meth, you'll find Rich. And <laughs> no, you, I don't know. You want to follow Rich? I don't want to give you his home address because then people will actually right. start following. Don't him. Fo- you don't want to follow Rich? Don't follow I don't, Rich. I'm sure he has a Facebook account like like hit like Richard something or right. Um, Richard, you know, Richard the Third. Hit us up at Thirty Nine DD Show on Facebook and Instagram. Find Thirty Nine Drunk and Disorder. These are everywhere you listen to podcasts. Uh, you want to watch the video? You should be. You should probably. Yeah. If you're, you're listening, listening to this right this, now, yeah. you're not watching the video. You're really missing. Exactly. It. Check the so video. So go to YouTube. Uh, we're going to be eventually posting a bunch of clips and uh, stuff on Instagram as well. A little shorty highlight reels. Um, but yeah. And if you want to get yourself animated to come on down for a live taping, get on camera and you may get a cartoon version of yourself one day. You never know what will happen. Audience questions. Yeah. Uh, all kinds of stuff yeah. going on. You can ask me all those things you always wanted to know. If you got a venue too and you're listening to us and watching this and be like, we want to host some like live event. We do that. At, we actually go around to other cities and we go to venues and bars. And we yeah. Shows, uh, you can experience us live in your face. Live building your liquor license. Very interactive. Yeah. If you're a brewery and you want to sponsor us and throw us uh, some cans. You got a big old- bunch of bag of monies <laughs> and you want to throw them our way. We accept that. Dog food. Big yeah, dog coin. food. We take that too. Any of those things. Mostly love. Shalala. Shit, if you're if you're a vegan cheese maker and you want to sponsor us, we'll fucking take it. All right. Good night, everyone. All right, this thank you. Amazing. And good night. Good night.